0: Alright, welcome, 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 happy Tuesday, hello Sincere39, happy Tuesday everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish, this is my Monday through Thursday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts, hi Kayla, using pop culture and celebrity news. Who am I? So glad you asked. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself. Uh, get your business paperwork together. Hi, Lise J. Um, if you, you know, are in business and you need to get your, your things together, your things organized, or you want to start a business and you don't know what's the first step to getting started, that is where I come in. I help you get all those things in order. Your EIN numbers, your DUNS numbers, contracts, uh, registering with the state, brand protection through trademarks, patents, and copyrights. Um, hiring employees properly. I help you set up that strong foundation for your business. Um, I do this through many ways. I do this through one-on-one coaching. I also have many digital products like eBooks and video trainings that I have for sale. Um, so that is what I do. And if you are interested in any of my services, you can... Book a free 15-minute consultation at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Now I want to do the show, NPL Legal Dish, that's why you're here. Well, every Monday through Thursday, um, I gather stories from the news, TMZ, you know, blogs, uh, my, you know, legal things that I follow, and I pull stories that I feel like we, who are aspiring entrepreneurs or current entrepreneurs, can learn from. Um, But this is not just me talking at you guys, this is a dialogue, I want us to have a back and forth. So I'm going to ask you questions, I'm going to ask y'all to talk, I'm going to ask y'all to participate, okay? Um, So we, oh, also wanted to let you know, if you weren't here last night with Martine Mango from Seedbox Digital, you missed out, but you can still catch up. The Logos 101 Video Series is still available for pre-order at just twenty nine dollars, ladies and gentlemen. One of the first things people um, see in about your business or how they're introduced to your business is your logo, and this whole series is breaking down the seven different types of logos, how to choose the right type of logo for your business, color psychology, picking the right f- um, file formats, um, how to you know what you need to talk to a designer about. All the nitty gritty about logos. So if you are in the need of a logo or you need to rebrand, you want to pick up the Logos 101 series for $21 right now. Next week is the last week and then it goes up to $79. Also, the Business Startup Basics um, video training, if you are determined, you know, if you're really committed to getting that business started in 2020, it is on sale for $19 until January 31st. That's my... January special. So go grab the business, start a basics video train. Okay. But well, we're good. That's enough selling. Let's get to these stories. All right. Um, so we've, we've got a few, make sure that you share this out to your people. Um, and let's, oh, let me, uh, oh yeah, I did start the recording. Whew. Where's my head. All right. So the first story that we are talking about tonight, um, Actually, I changed it. This, this was not going to be the first story, but it is going to be the first story. Um, obviously, you see the title of the show tonight, Leaving a Legacy. We all know that, um, unfortunately, Kobe Bryant and eight other people were tragically killed in a helicopter accident, including his 13-year-old daughter, um, And while, you know, we grieve for the families and we want to send them love and light, um, there is kind of this, you know, happy silver lining that has, um, appeared that is going to, uh, you know, um, leave a legacy for not only Kobe Bryant, but his daughter. It's like, you know, people can get caught up and, you know, it's like Kobe Bryant is great, but there were, there were other people on that plane too, including his daughter. And Kobe was so, you know, dedicated to his daughter and developing her as a basketball player. She was following in her dad's footsteps. Her nickname was Mambasita. That's what they called her. And um, on December 30th, 2019, Kobe had actually filed a trademark application for his daughter Gianna's nickname Mambasita, and it was for sportswear, so jerseys, hoodies, um, you know, sweatpants, and things like that. Now, the, the trademark application was filed, but it hasn't been um, it hasn't been approved yet. But I really don't see an issue with this um, with this trademark being approved. Now, um, I, I saw someone. There, there is another um, attorney that I follow on Instagram, her name is Takora Davis, and she also talked about this, and she asked a really great question, you know, what, you know, what, is it, is it a good idea to still pursue this, you know, this application in light of this tragedy happening? Is it something that they should let, you know, lie and just kind of figure things out, or do you think that the legal team should continue to pursue this trademark, this trademark application? What do you guys think about that? Um. Yeah, and I I I picked this because I think this was a very sweet way, you know, to kind of find something, something at least some tiny bit of good out of what is a very high um what is a very tragic um situation. But yeah, so we'll we'll probably be seeing Mambasita um apparel, sportswear. Coming out soon, hopefully. Um, maybe they will also start some type of nonprofit foundation. But um, good for them. Um, also, another story that uh is connected to the Bryants. So apparently, um actually two people recommended this story to me today. Sincere39 and Shop Best on the Yard both approached me about this story. So unbeknownst to me, um, a couple of, uh, Kobe had actually been in a legal dispute with a pharmaceutical company for the last couple of years over using the name Black Mamba. Um, this was a company, this is a company that is making like vitamin supplements. Um, and they, uh, they filed their trademark for Black Mamba Supra or something like that in, I want to say 20... Sixteen. Uh, the problem is Kobe did not file for a trademark for Black Mamba until twenty seventeen. So there has there had been this back and forth um, arguing for a while. Um. So I I don't know what the resolution of this case is going to be. From what I read, Kobe and the pharmaceutical company were in talks to settle. So hopefully, you know, their their his legal team and their legal team. They can still, you know, hash this out so that it's not a burden on, um, the estate. But this is a, this is an example of protecting, protecting your name early. And this is not, this is not a jab at Kobe or anything, but you know, it, it, it would have been a lot easier if Black Mamba had been trademarked way earlier when people were calling him Black Mamba in the beginning than waiting after when someone, you know, maybe um, encroaching on your nickname. And and he had every right to be kind of, you know, wary about that because everybody associated Black Mamba with Kobe. Um, so we will wait and see what happens with those two cases. But um, we're going to leave that alone and we are going to let uh, the, the dead rest. All right. So now, Moving on to something a little bit more... Yes, Lee C. J, protecting your brain is very important. Moving on to something a little bit happier, a little bit brighter. This, has anybody here ever gotten an edible arrangement or, or seen an edible arrangement? Um, they are these, uh, these fruit baskets that are in the shape of flowers. Has anybody ever had an edible arrangement? They are so delicious. My mom gets me one for my birthday every year. Um... Yes, since c thirty nine has had an edible arrangement. Well, um, edible arrangements has a trademark on the word edible, right? Um, now, their their trademark has to do with you know the, the uh, with fruit delivery, uh, the delivery of fruit and flower arrangements and things like that. However, As cannabis becomes more legal, um, we are finding out that there is some some crossing over that's happening. So not everybody likes to ingest cannabis through smoke. Some people like to ingest it um, through food. And there is a class of uh, cannabis-infused food that, you know, affectionately is called edibles. So as cannabis becomes more legal, you're hearing more and more about edibles. And edible arrangements has actually become very concerned about the about edible becoming um, a common word in the marketplace. So edible arrangements, in, um, in keeping up with the times and wanting to maintain their trademark, they are getting involved in the cannabis industry. Um, edible Arrangements de- debuted a CBD company named Incredible Edibles in 2019. Um, and they're going to be opening up storefronts in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, and Atlanta, Georgia. So in the next uh, year or so, you're probably you're going to see some, some edible arrangements CBD stores. Um, the, like I said, Edible Arrangements was afraid that the legalization of cannabis high-busy peach um, was going to threaten the perception of the word edibles. So they're, they're trying to take control of it. They act, um, edible arrangements actually has multiple, um, trademarks having to do with, with edible items. So they are keeping ahead of the times. They are not going to let, you know, um, the, the, the changing industry, you know, sweep them away. They're like, well, you know what? People are talking about edibles. We're going to have edibles. All right. And they're going to be CBD edibles because we've got these trademarks already. So good for um, edible arrangements for, you know, shifting with the times. Your trademark, while your trademark can last forever, as long as you keep renewing it, you have to keep aware of the culture around you and what is happening so that your trademark doesn't become obsolete. So this is a great example of edible arrangements, making sure that they are still at the forefront. High Shop Best on the yard but they are still at the forefront of their field. So look, oh, um, shop best on the yard. Um, oh no, you're in Alabama now. Forget it. Um, we were just talking about edible arrangements. They are opening up a C, um, two CBD stores where you're going to be able to get fruit arrangements with CBD on them. Um, and this is because they have a trademark on edible, but edibles are becoming more and more common you know, in, in, um, in society because of the legalization of cannabis so edible arrangements is pivoting and keeping up with the time so good for them okay all right so next story um (laughs) yes shot best on the yard um so next story they uh have have um who else has been keeping up with Meghan markle and prince harry well i'm not gonna call him prince harry anymore who else has been keeping up with Meghan Markle and the Duke of Sussex? Because <laughs> they're still the Duke and Duchess. Um, uh, the reason why I'm bringing them up again, y'all, I real I think there is a conspiracy out against. Um, thank you for the thumbs up, Busy Peach. I really think these people are out to get it, to to get Meghan and Harry. It is crazy. Um, so we know that Meghan and Harry filed trademarks for Sussex Royal for, you know, a bunch of different categories, right? But apparently there are a bunch of people opposing their trademarks. Um, one was a doctor in Australia, I believe. But then he withdrew it, and when I was doing more research on this story, apparently it doesn't cost anything in the UK to oppose a trademark. You can pretty much do it for free, and I guess some people are just trying to make life harder for uh, Meghan and Harry and, you know, and them wanting to move on to something else, Um, and they're opposing their trademarks. Specifically, they are... Yes, people are haters. Specifically, they are opposing the use of the word royal um, in their trademark because, you know, they're not, you know, royals anymore. But I ain't a duke. I ain't a duchess. Um, but, yeah, so we are going to send good vibes to Meghan and Harry. They're trying to do this thing on their own. And, you know, there's haters out there, but, you know, they're going to they're gonna see it through. It's, Meghan can get a job. She's an actress. Um, and actually, we talked about this last time. It is estimated that their, their trademarks, their brand, the opportunities that come to them could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So they ain't going to be broke out here. Um, all right. Do we have any gamers in the house? Any gamers in the house? Anybody who plays video games? Um, anybody who plays video games? I'm not a big video game person. Um, but if you play video games, give me a V in the comments. And, um, if you have heard of, if you have heard of the, uh, Sincere 39 said a little. If you, have any of you heard of the game God of War? If you have heard of the game God of War, Sincere 39 plays Call of Duty. If you have heard of the game God of War, give me a G in the comments. And while we do that, I'm going to um, let you know why we're talking about this game, God of War. Oh, you've heard of God of War? All right. So uh, there, there is a company called Beijing Alex Technology. Lisa knows what I'm talking about. They are a mobile game developer. Um, thank you for the G, Sincere 39. They are a mobile game developer, and they developed the game Clash of Kings, right? So they're, um, you know, those games you can just download on your phone and play on, play on public transportation or whatever. One of the games that this company developed was called Clash of Kings. That's like their biggest game. Their, you know, uh, their biggest success. They um, made another game and filed a trademark for a game called Lord of War. Here's the problem. Sony has a game called God of War, which Sincere 39 is uh, familiar with, and apparently Lee C. J as well. Is it Lee C. or Lee? I'm sorry, honey. Um, but yes, so Sony has a game called God of War. It's apparently a series of games that you play on PlayStation. Uh, oh, thank you for the G Zephyrina. Hey, boo! Okay, you're here. Um, and they opposed... Uh, Beijing Elect Technologies trademark filing for Lord of War because they said it's too similar to the God of War series, um, and you know Sony. We Sony has been here. Sony has been putting in the work since as long as I can remember. People know Sony, and um, Sony won the court in in the UK. They agreed with Sony. Uh, they didn't get much. They got like eighteen hundred pounds. I I don't think that's more than two thousand um, dollars. And the court denied Beijing Elect Technologies' trademark. So I picked this case because this is this is um a this is a, a a classic case of protecting your brand. If you see somebody who is trying to come up on your space, you know, and trying to you know usurp your place you need to defend yourself if you remember that case we talked about some months ago we had those two restaurants in louisiana one of them had um you know these beers that they were selling that were called huge ass beers and they were um the the restaurant down the street got mad at them because a deal fell through and started selling giant ass a giant ass beers so Sony was in the same place. They're like, we both make video games. You can't call your game Lord of War when we have this God of War series. Since e 39 said they are on God of War 5 now. Okay, well, I ain't even seen God of War 1, so I don't know nothing. Um, but God of War is safe. There will apparently be no Lord of War or at least no trademark for Lord of War. So if you're a person who likes to play games on your phone, Go check out Beijing Elect Technology. See what games they have on there. See if Clash of Kings is still on there. See if Lord of War is on there. Um, Yeah, okay? So, quick commercial update. Thank you to everybody who's come in and who's commented. You know, I'm always appreciative of your energy and your time. Um, Wanted to remind you guys that uh, the Logos 101 video series is still available for pre-order for just $29, ladies and gentlemen after next week which is the last installment of this video series the entire video series goes up to seventy nine dollars so if you want you know a, a expert advice on how to make the perfect logo how to get the perfect logo for your business you can get it for twenty nine dollars right now all right and you can get that linktree forward slash npl consulting firm as well my business startup basics video training is on sale for the rest of January, we only got a few days left. It's $19. If you are serious about getting that business off the ground in 2020, the Business Startup Basics is going to give you those building blocks, those cornerstones, so you can set up a plan of attack. $19, that is, that is a great investment for your business, okay? So you can get all that at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. That's also where you can book your your coaching sessions, your free minute consultations, and you can download my free business launch cheat sheet that will jumpstart your dream business in seven days or less. All right. So moving on. All right. Um, Guys, do you remember when we talked about psilocybin? If you remember when we talked about the psilocybin story, please give me a P in the comments because psilocybin does begin with a P. If you remember the psilocybin story, give me a P. And while you do that, I'm going to refresh people who don't know. So if you don't know, um, psychedelics are becoming, uh, more, uh, at least acceptable and mainstream. Thank you for the P busy peach. Um, I think, Denver, Colorado, they have decriminalized, um, magic mushrooms. Other states are working on it. Now, the active ingredient in these psychedelics is usually something called psilocybin. Hi, the chocolate, Virgo. Um, so the the active ingredient is psilocybin. And last week, we talked about this chocolate company that trademarked the word psilocybin and they trademarked it for you know educational purposes on the use and benefits of psychedelics so the person who trademarked psilocybin has been getting a lot of hate um... she said that she's been getting a lot of hate mail and that um, she wanted people to know that she trademarked the word psilocybin because she was trying to protect it she doesn't want it to get all corporatized so she's trademarking the word. Um, I don't know this lady. I don't know what she does, but do you think that trademarking the, the word psilocybin for the education of educate, for, for the purpose of educating those on the benefits and use of psychedelics? Do you think that trademarking the word psilocybin was the best way to go about protecting the psychedelic industry? What do you guys think about her strategy? Because her strategy is, you know what, I'm just going to trademark this so nobody can take it and exploit it. But in my opinion, you literally exploited it because you can stop anybody from using the word psilocybin right now in terms of using it for education, which is what people are trying to do. So do you think that this was the best way for her to try and protect the, um, the psychedelic sphere? You don't have you don't have to be um, a participant in the use of psychedelics to uh, have an opinion on this. Some people see psychedelics as medication. So imagine somebody tried to trademark the word penicillin. Do you think um, Busy Peach said if she grants use for educational purposes? But so, but should people have to come to this chocolate maker to be able to use the word for educational purposes? what are you doing, ma'am? Because remember, uh, um, busy piece said, or donate money from use of trademarked education. Lise J said, no, because remember when you trademark something, you have to trademark it because you plan on making money with it. So if you're saying that you trademarked psilocybin so nobody could exploit it, are you saying that you don't actually have a business purpose for it? Um, Chocolate Virgo said, no, they shouldn't have to. They may have to come to what? They may have to what? I, I'm not sure what, what you're uh, saying about that. Busy Peach said, why not her? What do you mean by why not her? Um, Zepharina said, I agree with you. No, I don't think so. I feel the same way with CBD. Right. Cause we, there is a trademark on CBD, but it's for coffee, for a coffee shop out in Vermont, I believe. Um, Busy Peach, I'm not, like, I'm not saying why not her, I'm saying, do you, like, do you guys think that these terms should be trademarked at all? Is it beneficial to trademark these terms? Because these are things that occur naturally in the world, you know, it it would be kind of like maybe trying to trademark Violet or Tulip. What do you think? I personally don't think this was the best way, but somewhat, but you guys may have a differing opinion, and that is totally okay. I just don't see the benefit of this because the whole point of this is to use it for a purpose. Um, the Chocolate Virgo said it's not beneficial for the whole picture. Zephyrina said, is a trademarked worldwide? No, there are no worldwide trademarks. However, there are treaties that allow you to extend your trademark to other places or you can apply in those other places, Zefrina. Um The Chocolate Virgo said it's only beneficial to one person. Right. And let's say that, you know, she changes her, her mind. She says, "No, well, you know what? No, I, I want to make some money off this trademark. And she prevents anyone from using the word psilocybin for educational purposes. Now, she may have, she may totally have started out on this, you know, with, you know, nothing but goodwill in her heart. But nothing is to say that she can't change her mind. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um... You know, she got it on the ground floor, so you can't really fault her on that. There, there, there's no, there was no one stopping her. So hopefully, she is true to her word, and she does, you know, do use this trademark that she acquired to protect it. Um, Busy Peach said, so why can't she change her mind? It's not that she can't. It's that she said that the reason she trademarked it was to protect um, psychedelics and you know the whole industry from being too corporatized, right? Um, so she's trademarked for the education on the benefits and uses of psychedelics. But what if she decides, well, I, now I'm going to go and I'm going to do worldwide tours on the benefits and use of psychedelics. And she names her tour psilocybin and she prevents anybody from going around the United States. No, I love that you're playing devil's advocate, you know, and she prevents anybody else from going around and giving speeches on the benefits of psilocybin that that is a real thing that could happen right so basically we have to, um, those who want who are in this industry of educating people on the benefits and use of psychedelics they are at her mercy remember backcountry.com they got the trademark to backcountry and went after everybody they got whole companies to change their names drop backcountry all that stuff Zephyrina said makes sense yes Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, hopefully she keeps her word. We will, we will keep an eye on this psilocybin trademark, okay? All right, so that is good. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have any Prince fans in the house? If you like Prince, give me a purple heart. Diamonds and piles. Hi, Rap 21 if you like Prince, give me a purple heart in the comments. Um... Busy Peach said the next person will use a three-letter acron- acronym and get around it. Okay, all right, but should you have to do all that, um, Busy Peach? That's my thing. Busy Peach loves Prince. Okay, can I get some more hearts, y'all? Y'all better love Prince. Give me some hearts. <laughs> and Thank you, Lacy J. All right, I got at least I got I got some purple hearts. So we all know the purple one, Prince. Um, <laughs> yes, is and Pearls, he, you know, prolific musician, vaults, oh, no, no, okay, um, vaults of music, vaults of music everywhere, the man was iconic, king of shade, he would take your woman with eyeliner and high heel boots on, Prince, okay, unfortunately, we lost Prince a few years ago, right, um, And unfortunately, Prince did not leave a will. Uh, uh, So his estate has been trying to wrap things up. And one of the things that Prince's estate has been trying to do is to trademark uh, a particular shade of purple, um, Paisley purple, um, not Paisley purple, but Prince purple. They've been looking to trademark this color purple for um, initially for musical recordings and live performances and things like that. And they were being denied by the USPTO office because they said it was too overly broad. And you can't just, you know, you're not going to immediately associate purple with musical performances. So they were having a tough time selling, you know, the trademarking of this particular shade of purple to the USPTO. Now, it's not impossible to trademark a color. The, the pink that T-Mobile uses is trademarked. Is um, Starbucks green is trademarked. The blue that Gap uses is trademarked. Um, I'm trying to think what other colors. That shade of yellow that that Sprint uses is trademarked. So it is possible to trademark a color, but you have to be very specific about it. Mary Kay Pink, right. They have pink in the realm of cosmetics, right? Um, thank you for the, for the heart, sincere. Um, so... Prince's estate has gotten creative and they have um, amended their trademark or added a new one to use this particular shade of purple on the exterior of buildings used in performance of services, museums, etc. So they are basically saying, hey, we want to trademark this color for when you have Prince basically Prince events. So if you want to if you want to build a Prince museum and you painted this color purple, you're gonna have to ask us permission for that. If you want to put on some type of Prince tribute and use that color, you're gonna have to get permission for that. Yes, Tiffany blue, very good, Busy Peach. That's a good example. So Prince's estate has said we want to trademark this shade of blue. on the use of buildings when you have certain types of performances or museums. Uh, Obviously, they'll be related to prints. And the USPTO has said, okay. Zephyrina says she's going to trademark the letter Z. Zephyrina, you might be able to, depending on what industry, girl. Don't ever sell yourself short. Um... But yes, so Prince's Estate, Paisley Park, whatever they're called, they have been successful in trademarking this shade of purple for use on buildings for, the, for performances and museums. This is not the first time a company has been able to do this for performances. Um, does any, has anybody ever heard of the Museum of Ice Cream? If you have heard of the Museum of Ice Cream, give me an ice cream emoji. So Museum of Ice Cream, uh, they, their scheme is, their entire museum, it's this light pink color, and they have, tra- they have that color trademarked for their museum so for museum purposes um, I think the, the, the museum of ice cream is located in Miami if I'm not if I'm not mistaken one of my friends actually went there but the, if you ever go to the museum of ice cream the shade of pink that they use on this museum is trademarked specifically for museums alright so congratulations to Prince's estate alright okay um, ooh, what time is it? Y'all, I'll be forgetting. Okay. Alright, we're gonna talk about this one last story, and then we will move on. Um, so, this is a story, uh, I thought the story was interesting because, alright, so we talk a lot about pop, uh, about potato, whatever, whatever. I posted a picture in my stories today, of this, like, flower coat, and I asked you guys if you had seen it anywhere, if you had seen this picture anywhere, and most of you said yes. I remember seeing this coat on Cardi B, uh, um, you know, on one of her many trips to Paris or whatever, and apparently this coat was designed by Moschino, so here's the issue. The picture of Cardi in that coat was taken by uh, this paparazzi uh, company called Splash News. And Cardi posted it on her social media. Splash News then sued Cardi and the the, the, the designer of the coat, which happened to be Moschino, for posting the pic. Because Moschino then posted the picture of Cardi on their social media. So Moschino is not taking this line down. Moschino has countersued this paparazzi company because they said that um, taking a picture of this coat was copyright infringement and, and selling it was copyright infringement because they have a design on it. So the coat that Cardi was pictured in, if you go in my stories, you'll see the picture, Busy Peach, they said that this is not just a coat. This is a this is a visual material. This is a visual piece of work. It has a name. It's called When Spring and Bloom and it actually has a registered copyright. They registered the design of this coat in 2019. Now remember, you can't just trends, you can't just um trademark or copyright a piece of clothing there has to be something very distinct about it and this coat is nothing if not distinct it has flowers everywhere so they got they got a a copyright for this design in 2018 so they are now counter suing Splash News and said well you didn't have a right to take our picture and go sell it to somebody because it's our work of art we get to say what happens to it now we don't have a resolution of this case But I think that this is a very interesting argument and it also goes along the lines of the arguments that the Hadid sisters have been using that, you know, without us, there is no picture. We are the work of art. Moschino is saying this coat is a work of art. You took a picture of it and it's ours. You can't just take it and sell it. So what do you guys think about that? Do you think that this is a good move by Moschino? Do you think that um, Splash News might be backed into a corner? Or do you think it's silly that they that they even got a copyright for this coat? What do you guys think about Moschino counter-suing for copyright infringement because they have a copyright on the coat that Splash News took a picture of? And Splash News is suing them for copyright infringement for posting that photo. It's like a vicious cycle of copyright infringement. You saw it? Yeah. So it it just seems, it's, it's, apparently it's copyright infringement all around, infringement here, infringement there, infringement everywhere. We will have to wait and see what happens between Moschino and Splash News, but okay, I'm going to take a quick poll of the people here. If you think that they will settle, give me a one. If you think that Moschino will win, give me a two. And if you think that Splash News will win, give me a three. So if you think that these two companies will settle, give me a 1. If you think Moschino is going to win, give me a 2. If you think Splash News is going to win, give me a 3. Let me know, let me know. What you think, what you think, what you think? Um, Sincere thinks that they're going to settle. Busy Peach thinks that Moschino is going to win. Okay. Um, We're going to have to wait and see. We don't know what's happening, so... Uh, we'll just keep an eye on it. And if I see an update or if you guys find an update, let me know. Let me know. So rap 21 thinks that mosquito is going to win. So we've got two for mosquito and one for settlement. So we'll just have to wait and see y'all the minute I get an update, you know, I will let you know. Cause we've been talking about Prince for a minute. Um, I have one more. So let me see. Do we have time? Do we have time? We'll just go extra. Okay. One more story that I wanted to talk about real quick. So today I posted a picture in my stories and um, I asked a question. Um, I posted a picture of some pink uh, bubble wrap pouches. And I asked you guys, what company uses this type of packaging? Um, no one responded except for one person who DM'd me and said, I have no idea. Sincere39. Um, so apparently this is a packaging that is used by the company Glossier. Has anybody heard of the company Glossier? If you have heard of the company Glossier, give me a G in the, in the, in the comments. They are like a subscription skincare, uh, makeup company. They have like a, a brow gel, um they they said that their goal is to is to become the Estee Lauder of like online makeup. Hi Sharissa Um Busy Peach has not heard of them. Since Thir- Sincere 39 has. So, um, Okay. Anyway, so if you look up Glossier, I've seen posters for them everywhere. They're getting more and more out there. So they recently, you know, they've been trying to acquire their trademarks for, you know, their business. They're they're getting bigger out there. And they try to trademark Pink bubble wrap pouches for their packaging, so they tried to file for these pink bubble wrap packaging, you know, for delivery of makeup. And the USPTO said no because bubble wrap isn't distinctive. You know, anybody can use bubble wrap. So Glossier has actually gotten around it in a very clever way. They took the um they amended their trademark application and they said look we're not trying to trademark the bubble wrap back we just want to trademark the sh- this shade of pink for the use of bubble wrap for the delivery of subscription makeup so they niched down their trademark they said we are uh, we only want this color for this item for this specific thing and they were able to get it so if you're having trouble with making your trademark distinct, maybe you need to niche it down and make it very specific to your industry so people don't think it's overbroad. I think this is a brilliant move by Glossier. Now, I don't personally associate Glossier with this bright with this pink bubble wrap pouch because I don't order from Glossier but, um, people who are into subscription services may be more familiar with it, but I think this is a brilliant move by Glossier, you know, congratulations to them for finding, you know, for, for making a way out of, out of a difficult spot, um, you know, and maybe one day if somebody, Glossier, send me some stuff, I want to see the pink bubble wrap. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, so we have gone way over time, guys, um, Thank you so much for indulging me. Uh, I want to remind you that uh, Logos 101 pre-orders $29. Um, After next week, it goes up to $79. Business Startup Basics is $19 until January 31st. If you know somebody who needs help with their logo, needs help getting that business started, get them an early present. If your boo is trying to get that business started for 2020, make it a Valentine's Day gift or something. (laughs) You're welcome, Zephyrina. Remember to book your coaching sessions and consultations using Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. We will be back here tomorrow at eight PM again with more stories. If you guys have um find anything, make sure to send it to me. Thank you to Sincere thirty-nine and shop best on the yard who submitted um the story about Kobe um versus the pharmaceutical company. Um uh if you guys have any other comments or questions dm me and i will answer them at my earliest convenience have a great night guys bye